This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. I'm very confused. I used to be the announcer for Monkey Radio with Mark. Now I'm the announcer for Funny People Talking. But Mark is still here. And Elsie. Different studio, though. And different co-host. Same amount of funny, if you want to call it that. Same games, same rhythm, same... Announcer? So, is it a new show or not? What's that? Oh, hold on, I'm, I'm getting a message in my earpiece. Just shut up and... What? Just read what we wrote. But, but how can I... But... I... Fine. Welcome to a brand new show! The most brilliant show in the universe! All the good stuff we used to do, only more perfecter! No monkeys, only funny people talking. Welcome to the very first episode of Funny People Talking. So glad to have you here with us, along with, guess what? Because it's our first episode, we're doing it in front of a live audience. Thank you very much. I love it. They were like, they were like, can we clap now? Can we? Can we? I had my hand up, and they were like, not until he says so. Anyway, welcome to the show. So happy you're here. I'm Mark Rago. I'm one of your hosts, and here with me is my, my good friend, an actress, a producer, a Dungeons & Dragons aficionado, uh, a live streamer, and a very funny lady, Danielle Beckman. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that's right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mark. Great intro. Well, thanks. I try. Yeah, you nailed it. And Elsie. No, also our producer... <gasps> I'm so sorry, Elsie. Our producer, Elsie, uh, who just goes by Elsie. Uh, so glad to see Elsie. How are you? Fine. She's, she's right. so much like Cher. Just one name. Is she, just one name, Elsie. Elsie. So much. She's exactly but like I have Cher. Two so, uh, and, <laughs> and, and I love your shirt, Elsie. What does that say? Don't diss the monkey. <laughs> oh, wow. Is, what, what, is it, what is that all about? Um. Well, one time I was uh, talking about horoscopes and stuff like that with somebody and uh, Chinese horoscope and I'm the year of the monkey uh-huh. and someone made fun of it. So I said, don't just a monkey. And then I thought, well, you know. Okay. And there's also a callback to monkey radio. Monkey so radio. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, for those of you who, who don't know that are listening, uh, Funny People Talking is a reboot of a show that Elsie and I did for years uh, called Monkey Radio with it Mark. Years, and yes. that's over. And now we're doing this really cool show. And uh, we're very lucky because on our very first episode in front of this live audience, our guest is none other than Greg Davis Jr. Mm-hmm. He goes by Clarity with a K. Mm-hmm. Clarity, welcome yeah. to the show, man. Thank you for doing this. It's really good to have you here. I'm, I'm really excited to dive into your story and have some fun. Yeah. Uh, Clarity established himself as one of the fastest growing creators on Vine when it was a big thing. Is that true? Uh, where he amassed, guess how, six million followers. And now he brings his own unique sense of humor to Instagram. He's got a million followers there. Uh, he starred along Kevin Hart, Andrew Bachelor, or King Bach. Gugu Mbatha Raw, Mini Driver, and others on film and TV. 
He's been on Espionage Tonight, King of California, Beyond the Lights, CSI, The Shield. And the coolest one to me was that he's also been heard in the New Testament version of the audio presentation, The Bible Experience, with Denzel Washington, Forrest Whitaker, Angela Bassett, and Samuel L. Jackson, which I am totally going to go find and listen to. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, just, it's just like, look, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He is also, I really want to read this because it gives you an idea of who's sitting on the mic here. He's an all around creative force as an actor, writer, and producer. He has a huge reputation in social media that's positioned himself as a leader and voice that can reach a huge global audience. And he's on the road doing stand up now with Joe Coy. Is that right? And selling out literally thousands of venues. Sorry, venues of thousands. <laughs> This is one of the venues right it's, now. This is it right this now. Right Sold out. Sold this out. Yes. And um, uh, he's passionate about fitness. Obviously, he's a very fit guy. Empowerment and charity. And I've seen him in action as a comic. I've loved him, and you will, too. Please give a, a really, really big, funny people talking welcome to Clarity. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. All right, that's enough. That's enough. He hasn't done anything yet. <laughs> All right, we're going to get more to you in just a second, Clarity, but I, I need to start out with asking Danielle a question. Yeah. I, I, it's really bugging me. Right. I noticed the minute you walk in, and I don't think anybody said anything, Yeah. you have, like, I count them, maybe 30 or 40 chameleons bright neon colored chameleons all over your body just crawling all over you what is that all about okay so this is the thing my high school best friend had a chameleon her name is serene serene i hope you're listening she couldn't make it tonight but kazoon tight but (laughs) i thought that chameleons would blend in with the rest of my outfit i see them Okay, yeah, it didn't work then. It just <laughs> flat out didn't work. So this was like Chameleon a tip of the hat failed. to your friend. Pardon? This was like a tip of the hat to the friend. Well, yeah, I mean, I've been friends with Serene since I was 15, so I don't know. I've been wanting to try this little chameleon shtick for a while, and I thought tonight would be fun. Okay. It just didn't work out. <laughs> okay. They're not blending in as I thought they're they not, would. They're not. You are not a wallflower, And thanks for friend. calling me out, Mark. Sorry, that's what I do. Everyone. Am I Re- drunk? I don't see any chameleons. <gasps> oh, my God. They're they, gone. They blended in. They blended right, in. I'm a yes. no, Let's blend. I'm not encouraging guys. <laughs> we have I'm one not. person seeing clearly, and his name is Clarity. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> wow. I'm sure you've never heard that. That's there right. we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's going right. to be a long way. <laughs> and one more thing before That's we start the show. Uh, yeah. As part of the show, uh, I would love every time we open the show for you to offer a nerd tip. Believe it or not, you might not, this may not be obvious to you looking at Danielle, but she is like a bona fide 100% nerd in Cheers. virtually every way, yes? Pardon? You, you'll be the first one to shout that out. Oh, God, yeah. So, uh, cool. what do you have like a nerd tip or. Yeah, so like that? sometimes I'll do like nerd advice, nerd tips. Okay. I've been thinking about what I wanted to do so, for tonight. So, why don't you do that? Okay, cool. So, I wanted to address because it's around the holiday times. So, you just had Thanksgiving. We're having, we had Hanukkah. We're having Christmas. Everyone's going to be going home to their families. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about gaming etiquette. 
Okay. So let me give you three things to think about when you are home playing, I hope something other than Monopoly, because Monopoly is like so aughts. Like that's the early 2000s. Okay. All right. So number one. <laughs> so hold, It's such the, the late 90s. Okay. okay. Hold your cards close. Literally close. Because some people just go flashing their cards around and everyone at the table is going to see. So don't do that. Number two. Act the part. Even if you're not doing well in the game. Pretend like you are. Because I totally threw myself under the bus. Has anyone here ever played Ticket to Ride? One person. Perfect. Two people. Excellent. Well, anyway, you build railroads across the um, the country or Europe, wherever you want. And I freaked out prematurely, and therefore I was blocked by my own father in the game-winning move. And I gave it away. So act the part. And thirdly, metagaming. Do not do it. Metagaming is essentially when you, if you're, if you're running the game, you let the players know something and then the player basically has access to the information that the character they're playing should not know. And it just ruins the fun. So the player changing how they play the game based on knowledge is metagaming. So just don't do that. It's going to be a great holiday season. (laughs) And maybe limit alcohol. That's number four. Is that a gaming tip or just a general life advice? That was um, just the general Danielle tip. Okay, Number four. Uh, Danielle, tell me to start the show. Mark, I think it's time for you to start the show. Recorded in front of a live audience in New York City, this is Funny People Talking. Stephen Benson on the guitar, everybody here. In our little studio. Thank you, Stephen. Live music on our premiere of Funny People Talking. Uh, again, I'm Mark Rako here with Daniel Beckman and Elsie and our special guest, Clarity. We're going to kick off this segment with an improv game that we invented on the show, which we like to call What Would Arnold Do? And basically what it is is we'd like to put Arnold Schwarzenegger in an everyday <laughs> everyday activity and see how he do through the suggestions and help of the other people in the room. And I'll be happy to, to demonstrate. Um, so if someone, if someone in the room would like raise their hand and give us a, an everyday activity that someone could do, it could be anything from running an ice cream shop to fixing a truck to clipping your toenails. Anyone have a day? What is it? Waiting for the subway. Okay. Thank you. So this is, you're going to do it, right? Why, would you like to try? No, you can take this you, one. You, you, so, so you would like me to demonstrate? Just, yes. Okay. So we'll go something like that. But maybe, maybe you might interact okay. with me a little bit. Okay. It's like, so here we are. We're waiting for the subway. I hope the A train comes soon. But uh, hey, you over there. Get down. Get down from there. Um, sir, Get, this is the one train platform. The one train platform. Uh well, hey, what is that over there? Was that a bump on your head? What? what? Uh, Wait, no. oh, that's not the tumor. <gasps> that's not the tumor. Hey, you get down. Oh, my God. Get down. You know, I'm not going to take the subway. I'm going to take the chopper. I go, take, let's, let's go. So you come with me. Get to oh the God. chopper. Okay. And basically, that's what you do. You <laughs> that's that's, that's what would Arnold do. 
was good. Exactly. So, so, uh, so, Daniel, why don't you pick up the next one, and then, and then, if you'd like to chime in and oh, yeah. and give it the clarity, Arnold, uh, uh, try. So, Daniel, uh, we have an, uh, an everyday activity for Danielle. Loading the dishwasher. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, uh, yeah. Yeah. Clink, clink. Uh, clink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All oh, these plates are so light. I can just step right on each of them. I put them in. Oh, I put you in. Shut. Do a heavy wash. Low energy. Ten okay. minutes. I'll be back. All right. And I'm going to put you out of your misery. You know you sounded more... That was my... No one got my punchline. I said, good. I'll be back. Oh! <laughs> I am so sorry. I stepped all over you on that. I stepped all over. You know who you sounded more like to me in um, uh, Young Frankenstein, where she's like, puts a candle back. Yeah. Like I can totally. A spell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can go Mel Brooks in trouble. I don't know. I'm, I'm dying. Do you want to jump in on this? Man, listen, I cannot do Arnold. I could try. All right, let's. If, I if tried, game, so you have to. All right, who's got a suggestion right. for clarity? Because yeah, right. you said he's willing to jump in. Working retail at Abercrombie. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay, that's a start. Sure. Excuse me, sir. How much are these pants? Ah, <laughs> uh, you are puny, man. <laughs> I don't. Know, I, this, I sound Russian. <laughs> no, but that was pretty good because I shop at Abercrombie. Get so down! I, uh, you are puny. You need. <laughs> To uh, lift more weight. <laughs> Man, what the hell? All right, that's good. Yeah. This is All horrible. Right. Give it up for clarity for giving me a try. I know. There's like a I governor tried. references. Yeah, I was trying to make a governor it was, yeah. You did, yeah. yeah. Right, no, I like it. All right. It was good. <laughs> because you were obviously in a California. Abercrombie, California. Right? California. I was there when he was the governor. Yeah. Again, I went, what the hell? I know. I know, right? I, know. I keep rolling my R's. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of CNN lately, man. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, if Mork was governor or, like, Fonzie or something? Like, That'd be fun. I know. At least the Terminator was governor. Was I know. Like that's kind of crazy. You know? Yeah. Like, the, wasn't there, like, the little robot sister or Alf or something like that? Like, from yeah. the 80s, right? Yeah. Um, all right. One, one more quick round. Um, I would love... Uh, we've played this game before, and I really, really love when Elsie does it. To someone of us, yeah. will you do it, Elsie? Will you play? Yeah. Well, okay, so, anyone got a suggestion for Elsie to do? What would Arnold do? I have do? one. Yeah, go ahead. Mowing the lawn. Mowing the lawn. <laughs> this is definitely not what I do. I pump myself up. <laughs> I pump myself up, and I, I move this lawn mower. <laughs> and Mark... This game sucks. You're fired. <laughs> That's true. He is the apprentice guy he now, isn't he? Is he? That's right. Yeah, he oh took my. over for uh, for Trump for a while. Good reference there, Elsie. <sighs> I tried. All right. Elsie well, you won. know, she kind of won. It was our. She it did. was our. It was our first game on this show, so we did all right. It was fun. We did our Arnold's Thank hard. Arnold's hard, man. Arnold's hard. All right. So uh, we're gonna move on. Speaking of subways, the weirdest thing. I don't know if it's that weird, but um, today on the way to work, I saw a woman that I did not realize was probably homeless at first. I thought she was just a regular traveler. I only realized later I hadn't taken her in and sized her up properly. And she just got up, walked through the door between trains. I, I was able to see her just hike her pants down, take a squat, pull her pants up, come back in, and just sit down. 
Yeah. This oh, sounds wow. like a it's normal just, Tuesday. I know. Yeah. I, is it I, Tuesday? It is. What, my question is, why does this seem to happen on subways? Have you ever seen anyone do this on any other form of transportation? No. Elsie. I saw it happen between two cars. That's, that is the name sure. of a memoir. Between no. two cars. Between, I, I, that's, 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 <laughs> between two cars. Yes, Elsie. Elsie has her hand up. I saw these two ladies walking in front of me, and they look like regular every day, and they're like, blah, 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 blah. And then she went, and she went between two cars, like parked cars on the street in the daylight, like 2.30 in the afternoon. And she went, and then, and I and I was still walking, and I heard like a lot of splash. Damn. Is it, I, I'm interested, Clarity. You, yeah. you 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 live both in New York and LA. What yeah. do you what do you find in the personality between these two cities in terms of homeless, in terms of the people? Oh man, the homeless in New York are like superheroes, man. It's like a different breed of homeless. They're not even homeless. They they're, have talent. They're, they're talented. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the homeless, they're, they're, <laughs> like they're, resourceful. You know, they're or? very resourceful and very talented, and they're and they're finessers. Like they're not. They they're like they, you can make it in New York. You can make it anywhere. I feel like the homeless in New York. When they go to LA, they'll probably like take over and, <laughs> and start gentrifying like Hollywood Boulevard, and, and you know they have to pay, end up paying the homeless community to have the Oscars there because that's no. I'm serious. I mean, like the the homeless in New York, man. I mean, they can. I, I, I saw one guy doing Beethoven's Third Overture the other night. I was like, yo, this is this is crazy. Like, I could literally be your manager and discover you guys and just. Yeah. I feel like, but I, I like Kanye did that with someone, didn't he? Didn't didn't I th- maybe? I think it was him. Yeah, he made he made the homeless person great again. Yeah, I was <laughs> sorry, sorry. It was low hanging fruit. I know it was low no, hanging. No, it's good. No, there's no excuse for that. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> but <laughs> no, nah, just uh, yeah, I, I had an experience with a homeless person on the subway one time, and you know how they get on the subway and and, and they make the announcements. Yeah, I, that's I, that's a part of my joke, but that was like a real life thing. And he was like, "Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not drunk nor am I high. I have not robbed or killed anybody." And I'm like, "Bro, why are you leading with that? <laughs> you can't say you haven't killed anybody when no one's asked you if you've killed anybody. That leads me to believe that you probably killed somebody." <laughs> So I'm going to give you everything that I have in my pocket at that point. Yeah. I like that he's getting the objections out of the way first, though. I like it. It's you know, it makes me it like softens the, it softens the blow. Yeah, it's like burying the lead. He's like yeah. a really yeah. good uh, yeah. storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what if you t- had a job interview and you're like, okay, let's just get this out of the way. I've never stolen anything. <laughs> I've never killed anyone. No, never killed anyone in the office. In the office, just in the office. I've never embezzled any company funds at my previous place of employment. That's right. I've never inappropriately talked to a woman by the, uh, you know, by the refrigerator. I've never done any of these things. You should hire me. It's like I'm not hiring you, bro. No. I wonder, oh, if, I wonder if the, the homeless communities are actually dynamically different in, say, New York and L.A., the, the, the same way that people are different. I, I've noticed that – and those of you who have like, hung out in L.A. or lived there versus here, <clears throat> they're genuinely different types of people. Um, like you go to a cocktail party in L.A., it's very different than New York. My own experience, with all due respect to everyone in L.A., is often if you – Talk to someone and you can't help them. Yeah. They're done with you. 100%. So what I'm curious, I wonder if the homeless community is the same way. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 for sure. Like I've went on plenty church missions to feed the homeless and 
Yo, sometimes like we handed out food and they'll be like, they'll look at it, be like, you don't have anything hot, or I don't want this. Do you have? Yeah. Does this have cheese on it? I'm gluten free. You're also home free. Like you, you yeah. don't have a. Why are you? I didn't understand. But I mean, listen. I mean, until you're in that position. But yeah, it's different out here in New York. They'll they'll take anything. Well, it, you know, it's funny. I was actually thinking of. Um, uh, what people carry in their purses or bags on the subway versus what people carry in LA as well. But real quick sidebar, I did offer peanut M&Ms to a homeless man here in New York, and he told me he was allergic to peanuts. But that is a legit thing. That's legit. That is real. <laughs> Sometimes people drop dead from peanuts. We'll talk about that later. But what I will <laughs> okay, say, so yeah, but I was just thinking about like what people carry in their purses in New York. Do I have time for a story, Mark? I uh, don't know. I don't know how long it is, but why don't you give it a try? I'll cut great. you off. For... Subway. <laughs> Do it. Okay. I'm going to go fast. Subway. Rush hour. Woman faints like a graceful dove. Five other women like pick her up. Like she fainted so, like it's such it a like... beautiful way. <laughs> No, yeah, she was like, and I'm down, and out, out. And it was like every woman had, like, 17 granola bars and was there for her and orange juice, and, like, we all, like, scooped her up and sat her down. And it was like, I don't know, like, syringes came out of bags and, like, lotion and, like, every (laughs) power gels that you, like, eat when you run a marathon. Like, these women had all these things in their bags. And I was thinking about, I was like. that in case they fainted? No. Or were they prepared for other people? New York City women. This is what we do. (laughs) Like, I have graph paper in my bag at all times just in case. I don't know. In case what? I I don't know. If you have an idea. Okay, well, look, if the bomb comes, you need to, like. Chart out your territory. Exactly. If you need a blueprint for like your hideaway, I don't know. Anyway, but I was thinking about in LA, like, because I'm from California. In LA, it would be like all that stuff would live in my car. So if I'm out walking on the street or if I'm in a restaurant, I am without my gels and my. I would so help you, but my car is three blocks away. Yeah, my three so. blocks. My car's three blocks away. I can't walk. I'm so sorry. Oh, I hate it. Do you know there's a name? I'm from there, so it's fine. What? Do you know there's a name for that vocal quality? Uh, it's vocal called fry. Vocal fry. It's like a scientific thing. That it really, named. as a performer, it hurts my soul. I call it Kardashian. Okay. I watched them on mute for so long at the gym, and then one time I turned it on. <laughs> anyway. So, um, That's <laughs> anyway. I wasn't uh, expecting what I heard. That was a good story. I, thank I, you. I, thank I you. Permit it. Okay. <laughs> See um, you. Uh, so one more thing I wanted to bring up because these are very important agenda items is another because when you do a show like this, you're saying, what are we going to talk about? What's important? And I was thinking about the fact that I I mix my cereals together. <gasps> what How many do? people here, in, if any, mix their cereals together as a I used to. I like do it. We have a, two cereal mixers here. I, wow. What's the maximum number of cereals you've mixed together at a time? Uh, at least two. I didn't get. I didn't go crazy. You okay. Know, mixed. Can't. We don't do three in here. It's like four, one, two. That's like, enough. All right. It's like a cereal. I need to know both of these combinations. 
Well, it, it can vary. Do? There is no rule for me that There's this no goes with this or doesn't go with this. Like my current one is Special K with strawberries mixed with Honey Nut Cheerios. Mm. It doesn't sound like it would be good, no. but it's awesome. No, it does actually. Yeah, it you. makes yeah. sense. It, it makes sense. Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't think. I don't, keep going. Well, what I, <laughs> what I don't understand is I've talked to enough people, although it was not represented in the data set in this room, who do this, that I'm surprised. I don't understand. Like the cereal industry is dying. That's that's true. Is that true? Yeah, it's it's really hurting, and um, it is. I, I didn't Toys kill it. Shocked. First Toys R Us, now this. I know. <gasps> no, Toys R Us is coming back. Yeah, it is. They're coming are, back. Are they? And Fao Schwartz is coming back. Maybe it'll bring oh, back cereal. Toys are coming back. So kids, kids don't want to play with toys anymore. But mixing cereals makes so much sense to me. I don't understand why cereal companies don't start experimenting with pre-mixed cereals. I think they have a little bit actually. Like I missed it. Apple Jacks. And I, I'm, well, I used to do it the old school way. Yeah, what were yours? Uh, Fruit Loops and Fruity Pebbles. Well, that oh, just makes good old wow. sense. You know what I mean? I like to. <laughs> I didn't. I, 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 you know, I like it's to just, keep keep the categories together. You know what I mean? Do you count that as fruit for the day? Not anymore. No. <laughs> well, you're a. <laughs> You mean like when you were five? It, when did, I was it was five, good, yeah. but now it's. A, oh no! I, I, I was like, I was like, but it has fruit in it. Like it's Fruit Loops, Mom. I don't understand. Yeah, I'm honestly trying to think of a time, even in my childhood, where I did this, and I, I think I missed out. I know what I'm doing tonight. You're not gonna mix your cereal. Uh, yes, yeah, for dessert. Why not? <laughs> well, well, okay. I have an accountability partner. My boyfriend loves cereal, so there you go. Oh, true? shout out to the boyfriend. Okay, he's <laughs> he can, he co-signs you. Just yeah, there you go. I'm gonna mix. All right, I feel like there's so much more I want to talk about. We're gonna play another game and dive deep into all about clarity right after this. that smell look forward to diaper changes with new cookie wipes diaper wipes with the sweet scent of freshly baked chocolate chip cookies cookie wipes a light circle product change those diapers with delight when you use our cookie wipes chase those baby blues away let cookie wipes save your day cookie wipes save your day if spock fozzy bear and lucille ball all had a baby together that's pretty much this program. And quite the crossover episode. This is Funny People Talking. Welcome back. Stephen Benson on guitar, everybody. Welcome back to Funny People Talking. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Stephen, did you just make that up, or is that one of your songs? Um, a, a bit of both. A bit of both. There was some stuff I played in there before, and there was some stuff that I had. Now, that's a real mixer. pro, by the way. I was mixing. Right? Oh, I, lo yeah. I love the fact that I just point to him. He goes, oh, I'm going to play now. Bam! He just did that. So, <laughs> yeah. good job. Thank you very much. All right, welcome back. Uh, we're going to get into Clarity Story in just a moment. Before we do, uh, we're going to play another game. This is one uh, that Elsie and I made up long ago. It's one of my favorites. It's called Mish Mosh Mix. And it's basically about making up a song on the spot based on suggestions from other people. So uh, what I'd like to get uh, from the audience are three random words that 
hypothetically could be worked into a song. So let's get three suggestions from three different people. Real quick, anyone got any? Nozzle. Nozzle? Nozzle and evidence. One more? What was it? Aardvark. Nozzle, evidence, and aardvark. Thanks, everybody. So... (laughs) So, uh, so um, Elsie <laughs> will demonstrate, <laughs> if you don't mind, um, and if she gets a little riff going, Stephen, if you feel the impulse to uh, to join in sure. uh, and play along, that's great. All if, three of those things. So, all right. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, nozzle <laughs> evidence and aardvark. Do you think you can conjure something? Make up a song on the spot using yeah. those words. All right. All right. Here we go. Whenever you're ready. All right. So, uh, so like, uh, 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 I love your nozzle. <laughs> it's evidence that you want me. <laughs> nozzle me. Mr. Aardvark, <laughs> the evidence will be in my mmm. <laughs> Yay! Wow. So short, so to I, the point, though. Wow. And I would like to say, after more than 100 shows with Elsie, this is a completely different side of her <laughs> that I've never seen, and I'm mildly uncomfortable. So <laughs> I'm, I'm actually touched and moved. Well, I, thank, you for sh- thank you for sharing. Thank you for Yo, sharing. You're welcome. Sorry. All right. She didn't actually touch so, it. So, uh, so let's 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 do another one. Another three words, real quick. Anyone? Frack. Frack. One more. Love. Frack love. Delicious. And delicious. Clearly, three words that go together. Danielle. Mm. Well, let's see what you got. Okay. And Danielle can sing, by the way. Oh, great! Now the pressure. <laughs> can I get like a like a doo wop? Okay. Like, darling, my baby, da da. I don't know, something like that. Okay. Wait, what was the third word? Uh, frack, love, and delicious. Cha cha cha, cha cha cha. I'm an activist. I say no to fracking. How dare you love it so? I don't love it. I like to eat. Delicious cereal when I'm protesting fracking. Yeah. <laughs> very, 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 very good. Very good. Both of you. Nicely done. All right. Now, Clarity, I'm going to give you a choice just because uh, in a little bit, you can sing, you can rap, you can poetry, you can do whatever you want. Because I don't know how comfortable you are with singing, yeah, so that's yeah, why yeah, I said. Yeah, 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 no. So, yeah. I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do like some spoken word. All right, I love yes. it. I dig it, nice. Can you do like a, uh, you know, like, you know, it's Poetry Lounge, those every time I say something, you know, just to mood it, vibe it up, okay. B.B. King-ish type. All right, so let's get, uh, let's come up with the words just by ourselves real quick okay. for, for clarity. So uh, I, I'm going to say ambulance. Pit. Limpidity. Oh, which, which is a synonym, synonym for clarity, yes? Limpidity. Limpidity. Ambulance. Wow. What was the second Pit. Pit. As in, in an avocado. By the way, that, I, I do want to say this sounds a little bit like cell block tango to me from Chicago. Yeah. Ambulance. Yeah. 
Liberty <laughs> Ambulance. <laughs> okay. Or you could do like pits. Like it's the pits. I'll okay. give you that. Okay. Or All right. Pits. All right. Or pits. <laughs> yeah. Stop it, Elsie. Brad. Yeah, Brad Pitt. You could do that. Again, it counts. Uh, uh, okay. Lupidity. Is lupidity the sign of the things that are coming into equanimity? I don't know because I made that word up. <laughs> Isn't that the pits? <laughs> as I sit here, as I glance and I dance on the heartbeats of your thoughts, I got into a relationship with a Spanish girl, so that relationship crashed, and now I'm in an ambulance. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm blind, sublime. She's Dominican and Puerto Rican, so it's like dating a blood and a crip at the same damn time. <laughs> That's all I got. That was enough. Snap that was enough. Yeah, snapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Beautiful. Yeah. Nicely done. All right, one more. One more. If I made you all do it, it's the least I can do is come through. Oh, of course. So give me, give me my words. Okay, I went through more from the audience. Moist. 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 Awesome. Wow. So it was a good day. Did somebody say Trump? Banana. Yeah. Elsie? Carbuncle. Carbuncle? And one more? I don't even know what a carbuncle is. Dichotomy? Dichotomy. Dichotomy. Moist, dichotomy, and carbuncle. What is a carbuncle? Google it. <laughs> yeah, so you can use it however you want. Oh, moist carbuncle. This was a mistake. Yeah. And what was the last one? Dichotomy. Dichotomy. Moist. Carbuncle and dichotomy. Okay. Um, <clears throat> surprise me. Ooh. It's moist. <laughs> My carbuncle. <laughs> I know that that is a dichotomy. That, that it's moist, it's moist, it's moist, it's moist, it's moist, but it's a carbuncle. What did you expect? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Thank you. Seriously, a moist carbuncle is very Yo, peculiar. I, I can't want one. wait to Google. All right. <laughs> so let's talk about another word, clarity. Yes, sir. Yeah. I did Google clarity. Clarity. Yeah. I did find out some things about you that, that were really interesting okay. to me. Right. And I want, I want to start with some of those and sure. see. Um, the fir- Before we do, though, I would like to ask you. Uh, at the beginning of this interview, the beginning of the show, I, I mentioned a few factoids about you and descriptions, but I'm interested if you have one word that can describe yourself as you see you, not how you want others to see you, not what your brand is, but who Greg seizes himself. What are you? Deep. I know. Funny people talking. Yeah. How I see myself, right? Yeah. Mm, complex, more more than what meets the eye. Yeah. Um, misunderstood. You're a transformer. Yeah, I really am. A chameleon, so to speak. Yeah, hey, um, callback. I like that. Yeah, because um, 
I think people think they see me or see me out, whatever, you know, and yeah. they have one perception, mm-hmm. but there's so many different layers to me that I haven't begun to even allow to be peeled off yet. Do you think you're an artist or a storyteller or a comic or what, what, I, honestly, man, I, I don't even, I'm still finding You're that still out. figuring that, yeah, that That's why I just out. said storyteller because I feel like you could tell the story yeah. in any genre. Now, be- it's interesting to me that um, you've mentioned in the past, at least, I don't know if you still feel this way, that. Uh, the actors Sidney Poitier and Denzel Washington would be two key role models for you. Yeah. Why, why is that? I mean, um, at that time, growing up, where I'm from, like a small town, Orlando, Florida, like there were no options there. It was either sports mm-hmm. or, you know, you had to do some things on the streets to kind of just get by. It sounds cliche, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so, like, growing up as a young black kid, you only had certain amount of heroes you know i played football and mm-hmm. i grew up in an environment where you had to do what you had to do to get by right yeah. so um you know i didn't know my parents got me into acting because all i wanted to do was sit home and like watch i love lucy ninja turtles and bruce lee movies <laughs> this is the truth I'm, I'm like a young black kid in the hood and all i wanted to do was watch like i love lucy <clears throat> and they couldn't understand what, it. what was it about i love I have lucy no idea i have i think i think <laughs> the funny thing is i'm in comedy now or you know as a, a part of me I have no idea. I don't know if it was the black and white. I don't know if it was just this woman who was just funny. I mean, Lucille Ball is one of the greatest comedians, period. She of transcends. All time. Yeah. Of all yeah. time. Woo. Man, woman, I don't give a shit. Oh, that's her favorite comedian really? in the world. Oh, of all time. She, was a she gen- transcends she, everything. I would put on I Love Lucy right now over half the stuff that's on TV right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it was that, I, I, the timelessness of it, um, but that's all I was into. And so... Yeah, that's how my parents got. They thought I was just either lazy or, or they had the idea of let's get him an acting lesson. So did they bring you to like was it like a summer camp? Because I started yeah. acting in like summer camps and children's theater. So yeah. I just just curious in Florida. They took me to an acting school. Simply put, they just took me to an acting. How school. old were you? Uh, like seven, eight. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So and then um, I got started there, and I, they I went there because she tricked my mom. Tricked me. She thought I, I thought I was going to be a Power Ranger. <laughs> No, she it's just you're story. coming to be a Power Ranger, and you're like, because, I'm in. Because every day, I told you, I would watch after school. I would come home and watch Power Rangers, and later on, I would watch Ninja Turtles and I Love Lucy. And so, at the time when she came home, I guess my parents had had this conversation about, is he lazy? Like, what's going mm-hmm. on? And one day, my mom was like, Do you want to be an actor? She just came home, saw me right in front of the TV again. She was like, ah, Do you want to be an actor? And I was like, I don't even know what that is. And she, mm-hmm. in her frustration and not trying to explain it to a child, she was like, What they do? And at the time, I was watching Power Rangers, so I was just like. <laughs> you mean I get to be a Power Ranger? She was like, "Yes, boy, yes." How different your life would have been if you were watching "I Love Lucy" at the moment. <laughs> hey, man, it's acceptable today, you know. It would have it worked out. If, if it was a chocolate episode, that would have been great. You're Yo. like, "Yeah, I'll, Yo, listen, I'll go eat. I'll go do that." But yeah, I, I think I think it's you know again. I didn't have many examples, yeah. And so when I started to see men. Like Sydney yeah. and Denzel do it in a in a in a very distinguishable way, and distinguished way as well. And distinguished way, I was like, okay, so it's possible. Like, I, I don't have to just be that type of character or that yeah, type of right. role or whatever. So that's why I cited them at that time as that. Gotcha. Now, something happened to you right before you graduated from high school. Yeah, that was a significant. I'm going to I'm going to assume it was something significant for you. And then right at, and I'm going to ask you yeah, yeah, to talk about it. it. Yeah. Uh, and then immediately after high school, you left yeah. for LA. Yeah. So what happened to you? And did 
did it have something to do with how quickly you left? I was all so so the thing that happened. Man, you do your research. Um, <laughs> I told you, you know, growing up in that environment, you had to do what you had to do, right? And so I was I was selling drugs at the time in high school, like you know, what I mean, my senior year. Um, you know, I tried to be like a little whatever, uh, a little drug dealer. That's what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. And um, I got set up. It was I remember it was like I was mm-hmm. two months. I think it was like a month out from graduating. I remember leaving a track meet um, and I got this like the earlier that day, I got this mysterious phone call. I was in school. And the thing is with me in school, like I was actually really smart. I just hated like. I don't know if I'm ADD or what, but just sitting and reading a textbook, it just was bored to me. Like my freshman year, I had a 4.2. I was in the National Honor Society, Beta Club, Mm -hmm. Fraternities of America, African American, Young Leaders. I was in all that, and I just didn't try. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, School is not for everyone. It's not for everyone. And and so I remember getting this random phone call, uh, and I was at school that day earlier because I was slacking so hard that I had to stay after and do after school just to make back up so I can graduate. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got this random serious phone call and uh, the guy was like, Hey man, uh, Hey man, I got your number from so-and-so. And, and, and I was like, what? And then he dropped my best friend's name at the time. And he was like, yeah, Chad gave it to me. So anyway, he wanted to buy a pound of weed, like a brick, right? We call it a brick on the streets. And he wanted to buy that, but he was offering like double the street price. So I, Initially, I ignored him, but he was like, "Yeah, I'll give you like twelve hundred for it." At the time, it was worth like eight hundred dollars. He's like, "I'll give you like fourteen hundred dollars for it." I was like, "What?" I was like, eh, "Do you know how much it's worth usually?" And uh, as a seventeen-year-old kid at the time, you know what I mean. You're not thinking logically. At least I wasn't. You're supposed to. But I was like trying to trying to like make up schoolwork so I can graduate on time, so I won't disappoint my parents because I had all these scholarships on the table, but I wanted to be a little thug, so I was like, I pissed all those away. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to make up for it, and I had this dude offer me like double, sh- I wasn't really thinking clearly. So mm-hmm. I, anyway, I agreed to it, and I knew it was a bad idea. Long story short, that night, I ended up going to meet the dude, um, and I normally don't do that, and the guy, I like, I he, before he got in, I met him on this side alley, I made him lift up his shirt, because that's what you do, and I didn't see anything from the front. He, I let him get in my car, and I pulled, he's like, oh, he's like, let me see it. By the time I pulled it out, I turned my head for like two seconds. I, when I turned back, there was a gun right here to my forehead. I was like, oh, shit. And before I knew it, he like hit me, cut cut open my eye. Like I have, I had like 28 stitches in my face, 10 staples in my head. They're still right here. And like the first cut just like, it bruised me and the blood was in my eye. And, and it hit me again. Boom, we ended up in the backseat. We were fighting. And then like last thing I knew, and I, th- I feel like it's a moment from a movie. No one ever believes me, but like, I remember him getting on top of me and he cocked the gun and put it right to my forehead and I was like, I'm dead. And I literally saw white. They say your life flashes before your eyes. Yeah. And it really does. Like I literally saw like in three seconds from the time I was born, just I saw like myself walking down the aisle. I was like, damn, wow. I'm never gonna like see this. Like I'm dead. And then I just woke up and then he was in the front seat trying to drive away. And I think he was gonna drive me down this alley and like finish me off. And whatever strength I had, by the grace of God, like I just had this pipe in the back, and I just I didn't have a gun or anything on me at the time. Normally, I would have at that time, and I grabbed a pipe, and I just remember like I think he I thought he, I think he thought I was passed out. I jumped on his back, put my arm around his neck, and grabbed the pipe, hit him in the head, and then he like crashed into this big dumpster. Airbags deployed. He got out and ran, and all I remember I re- I don't remember anything from that. All I remember is being woken up and being put onto an ambulance. And like being poked in the side, and then, wow. And then I graduated high school a month later. <laughs> yeah. 
So is this going to be in the trailer for your biopic movie? Yeah, it should be. <laughs> this really, this, this is, really, it yeah. does sound like a movie. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then I moved to L.A. a week after I graduated high school. I was like, I'm not staying in this. I'm not staying here anymore. Like, there's only... There's Did only... you have interest in acting at the time? Is that why you chose L.A.? Yeah, at the time, I had... I was going to move and then pursue my dreams. Yeah, and you were like, you had this experience, so you were like, dream I'm now. definitely Go. leaving. I'm yeah. definitely wow. leaving. Wow. I graduated on a Wednesday. I was in L.A. that following Tuesday. Wow. I never went back. I saw a quote that supposedly you said, and you can tell me if you said or didn't say it, right. and then I have a follow-up question, yeah. really. You said, according to this, some people succeed because they're destined to. Others yeah. succeed because they're determined to. Yeah. Me, I'm both. Yeah. So, first of all, that's awesome. And this, this, the question I have is: when you're stand, this is this is me pivoting back to comedy here. Sure. When you're standing on a stage, because yeah. one of the things you do is stand up, mm-hmm. amongst acting and not that's all, but I stand up. <laughs> and and stand up doing stand up comedy is ridiculously hard. People mm-hmm. don't realize how hard it really is to succeed. Mm-hmm. And you're standing up in front of. Possibly hundreds or maybe more people. I don't know how big the big biggest crowd you've played to is. You ever think back to that moment that you were just talking about with the the car, and then here you are now, and how much your life has transformed, largely in part because you have purposely propelled it. What does that moment feel like to you? Yeah, when that does become conscious, and you're standing in front of people, and you allow yourself to feel that. That's a great question. Um, I think when you survive something like that, it's clear that whether whatever your beliefs in were at that time or not, when you survive something like that, it makes you feel like there's something bigger working in your life than you feel like. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah. everyone's belief, but I was like, clearly God is watching over me. Yeah. There's a lot of things in this world that makes you doubt that and question, like, is God even here? Is he even real? Yeah. You know, and I know there's a lot of hatred in the world right now. But when you survive something like that that you're not supposed to survive, it's like, okay, I have to acknowledge that there's there's a hand over my life in whatever way. Yeah, you're purposefully here yeah. right now. And so yeah. I, can't, I, I can't waste life now because I was spared it. I was given another chance. And so how dare I just walk through life not speaking the th- the thoughts that come to my head. So when I'm on stage, that's why I try to speak with reckless abandonment. Not everything is for everyone to speak on, but I speak on the things that I live through that I think about because I feel like I was spared for that. You know what I mean? Dave Chappelle said, mm-hmm. like, have, don't be unapologetic. Speak recklessly because you have that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Comedians have a very unique ability to say relatively whatever they want on stage within reason, right? But you know what I mean? You're a commentator on the world. You commentate on what you see in a very in a comedic take and that allows people to to ingest it better to so they can be able to hear your words. That's a unique position. All all you are is one man or one woman on a stage with a mic and a spotlight. You have thousands of people just yeah, hanging on your word. That's powerful. Your instrument is yeah. The audience. Yeah. It is the bodies in front of For you. For sure. You and cannot practice in your room alone. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. And, that's and so cool. That's how you give back to the world. So I think about that moment when I, and I try not to take that for granted. And that's why I'm like, yo, I can't leave this earth knowing I didn't say what was on my mind. I need you to know what's on my mind because if I don't say it, who will? You're starting to work right now with pretty notable people. Mm-hmm. You're, 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 you're playing in circles as an entertainer, as a producer, that's getting in a higher and higher orbit. For me, as someone who's worked in show business, and I know Danielle has, and I know Elsie has as well, and Steven, our guitarist, has as well, 
there's like rungs that you grab. You grab one rung and you say, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm here. And it's a lot like business too, I think. And then you – oh, my God. And then you look at the next one and you say, could I possibly reach that next one? Then you do. And then you're there. And like eight rungs later, you look back and that doesn't seem that impressive anymore. But it was an incredible proud accomplishment at the moment. And the question is like how up far up the ladder do you need to go to feel content, satisfied, whatever it is? So, so I guess with that in mind, Clarity, who at this moment that is in your circles still feels like you haven't gotten to the rung yet? You can't believe that you're having that opportunity, whereas there's probably people you've worked with now that even though you may respect them, there was a time when that would have been really impressive. And now, yeah, I'll work with you, but I, I'm aiming higher, honestly. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. part of growing. Yeah. So who still gives you the chills that you still are in their presence? Or, my, my, my mother. Oh, dude. I'm not just I know. Listen, listen. She had a show this weekend. She's in an off-Broadway production of The Wiz. And she played Eveline. And um she's in that show. Yeah. That's so cool, yeah. dude. She and she's she my mom like before I, it's probably where I got it from too, to be honest, because she won a lot a bunch of beauty pageants. By the by the way, this is a significant factoid absent from your story about your mother and the and the Power Rangers. We didn't know she was <laughs> I don't know if people an actually ever believe me. I tell that story I think I'm joking. I'm like, I'm dead serious. I'm yeah. only here because I thought like, I was gonna be the next like, black ranger. Yeah, she has some <laughs> that shit didn't happen. So I'm sorry, continue. Um, no, it's her because she, she, her story inspires me. She had dreams ever since she was a child. She's, she, you know, when she moved, she's an immigrant. She was born in London, you know, went to Jamaica and then she moved to New York when my mom, my grandmother brought her to the States. She went to school over here. I think she said she went to this high school of fashion on 14th or 23rd, one of those streets. Cool. Um, my mom lived in the Bronx, you know what I mean? So she's a New Yorker and then she moved to Florida, met my dad and then I'm here. Um, so, but like her dream was to, to perform and entertain. And so I feel like, you know, her meeting my dad and having me, like those dreams kind of, kind of got put on hold. And as a child, I've always kind of felt like mm-hmm. kind of guilty about that or kind of like, damn, if it wasn't for me, she probably would have been able to carry out that dream. And I've always felt like she's had that thing in her belly to want to continue. But I could tell she never regretted it. But as a child, she's like, yeah, but I want you to live your dreams too. Yeah. So it's been that ongoing battle with me to make sure she lives that. And she put that on pause. And I think recently, within the last couple of years, she just decided you know, my father passed away a couple of years back, so it's just her. So, and I left the house. My grandmother's gone. Her dad's gone. It's like, she's just me and her. And she started to kind of like live those dreams out again. And so she found herself involved in this show. And I was concerned because I was. It was started off as small community theater, and I was like, damn, like she's sixty two now. Like I worry for her, like with money and things like that. Like I'm always gonna take care of her, obviously. But it's like, you know, this industry can be harsh. And that's my mother. And I know I can handle it. Like, whatever. You tell me, no, I suck. You're too this, you're too that. That's fine. But, like, when they tell that to your 60-year-old mom, you don't know if they have the skin to, to accept that. And I don't want her to experience that BS of this industry based upon you're too tall, you're too this, the bullshit that they right. put us through that doesn't even mean anything. And I don't want her to accept that ridicule. So I was afraid. But, you know, she's always done this. And so I, she had a show this weekend, and I flew down to go see it. Cause I wanted to support her and she asked me to go and my God, man, like she came on stage and I almost was in tears because she stole the show. And I was like, damn, yo, my mom's dope. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody kept reposting her, recording her. Like I posted her on my story. All my actor friends were like, yo, like I had no idea. They've met my mom. Cause she's the small 
Okay, but she's Southern Baptist. All right, baby. God bless you. Praying for you. But she got on stage as Eveline. She was like, kiss my foot. Yeah. I was like, hold up. Wait. <laughs> I know that tone. Yeah, I remember. See, I know your mom had issues. Oh, I did. <laughs> when I was nine years old, I must burnt the damn bedroom down. I remember. I know that tone. But um, she killed oh it. God, she killed it. And I was like, and all my friends who are actors are like, that's your mom? They were like, damn, I see where you get it from. And that yeah. made me proud. And I was like, it gave me hope. So her never quitting, even 20, 30 years later, is inspirational to me. I was like, you're not quitting? And she was like, baby, I'm going to make it on Broadway. I was like, you know yeah. what, Mom? You damn well will. And if I'm going to help you, whatever I got to do, I'm going to do it. So right. she's my inspiration more than any of celebrity because if she can keep going after losing her husband, her mother, her father, and her only son is across the country and you can still keep going, nah, yo, you're a widow and you're still chasing your dreams, yeah. facing ridicule, you're my hero. Forget yes. anything and anybody All right. else, yo. Yes. Amen. What is what is her first Amen. name? My mom. Yeah. What's her name? Carol. Carol. Carol Davis. Davis. Yeah. Carol Davis. I'm gonna find her on Facebook. Find her. Her story <laughs> is inspiring me. Yeah, it is. So much, Carol. That's oh, that's awesome. so good. All right, that is amazing. I I, I would like to um, finish this off. I, I I really wish we had a solid good hour more that we could just go down this. Not even a rabbit hole. It's just a beautiful avenue. Uh, but I want to ask you about comedy specifically. Sure. Um, how do you look at comedy? M- meaning, what does it mean to you? How do you put together a joke? And I don't even mean this specific structure. Yeah. How do you think about comedy as an actor? Is it different as an actor than it is when you're trying to tell or write a joke? Or even when you're trying to produce something and you're looking through the audience's eyes? Or, so, so can you reflect on that? Yeah. So for me, comedy, uh, you know, when you study, you know, you study comedy, I guess, whatever your background is, comedy is something that is born and birthed almost through tragedy, right? Yeah. Like, you know. Um, I don't know any stand-up comics who aren't messed up. Yo, like <laughs> terribly have gone through some stuff. You've worked with a lot of stand-up comics, I Danielle. Yeah. It's, I it's used sadly, to produce stand-up like, oh, for a few years. It's sadly relatively true, yes. Yeah. There's yeah. always exceptions, yeah. but. Yeah, a lot. That's the that's the irony. Not that you're messed up. No, no, no. That's the, but the only. I think the only way I can even do comedy is because of all the stuff I've yeah. gone through. Because I don't try to focus on being funny. I just try to stick, share my experiences. Share your truth. Share my truth. Comedy. Yeah. Is, it truth is just funny. Because we all laugh because we've all been through it. You know what I mean. But we can laugh about it later. I, it's painful in that moment, but we can laugh about it later. Be like, God, that was so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Or like, man, and you, you know, you're losing a parent, but then you can look back three years later and be like, Yo, remember my dad used to do this? <laughs> like he was the loudest, and then you laugh in that. And so that's how I look at comedy. I don't ever try to be funny because I don't. This is gonna sound kind of. I don't. I don't care how this is sound. This is gonna sound, but I don't find look at myself as a funny person. To be honest with you, you know, I was an actor. I, I had dreams of being a big. I told you, Sydney and Denzel was my bigger aspirations. It's not even about just being a young black male. As a male, a woman, you know, I, I was. You know, my mom is the only. You know what I mean? That's the household that I'm in. So I empathize with the woman. You know, my mom was, mm-hmm. was 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 touched and and you know what I mean, uh, uh, sexually assaulted when she was a child. Mm-hmm. So I empathize with that. I have no tolerance for that. If I see him today, he might die. Sorry, mm-hmm. like that's how I feel aggressively about that subject. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm going to talk about whatever I go through, and for you to ingest it instead of me preaching at you, if I can make you laugh, you can be like, ha ha, oh shit, oh oh yeah. oh. 
I've gotten through the wall and now you can listen and hear. That's how I see comedy. All right. That, that is very illuminating as I think about the trajectory that you're on now. So you're thinking about everything that's happened since you left from graduated from high school, headed out to LA and everything that's evolved since then, social media presence, uh, building a following, um, t- touring as a stand-up comedian, um, appearing in major films and TV shows and working with bigger and bigger people, starting to carve out some of your own projects. So thinking about what you were just talking about, what comedy means to you, how you approach it, what it means to your own experience, how are you, what are you working on and trying to work on that is the manifestation of that? Yeah. Um, well, if anything. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things. I mean, I'm I'm working on um, my my first special. I want to film by yeah. the sum- yeah by the summertime. I'm building it right now, dude. That's great. Awesome. Been in some talks with some networks already who are interested in partnering. With- they they were actually at um the the we did a Beacon Theater like last month in November with Joe. They came for Joe, and I opened for Joe, and they saw me, and they were like, "Who's this kid?" and that's, that's and I, I had a, a network meeting off of that and they're like we're creating a show for Joe but we want to hear what ideas you have too because this oh, is yeah. fresh and so <laughs> that's kind of like one of the new experiences so just working on that creating that working on that special yeah. connect with the show at Mount Media Network or at our website funnypeopletalking.com And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back to Funny People Talking, uh, and uh, we are not done with you yet, Clarity. Right. We're going to play one more fun game, a brand new game we've never played on the show. Even Elsie and I have never played it. I made it up, and I, I, it's an experiment. So this, this might be amazing, or it might blow up in our faces, but that's what's fun about improv. One of the first rules of improv is accept the offer, take whatever <laughs> you're given, and run with it, and whatever happens, happens. So uh, this game... I call it um, roller coaster argument. And the idea <laughs> is that you and your partner that you're playing with are on a roller coaster. And you know how when you're on a roller coaster, you could be talking with the person as you go up. Uh, Steven, give me a little tick, tick noise. So you're going up, you're going up the, going up the hill, going up the hill. And all of a sudden you get to the top and all of a sudden you're over the top and you're like, ah, yeah. And then you down the bottom. You're like, so anyway, what I was saying was, (laughs) (laughs) right. That's happened to some people, right? So I was thinking how funny it would be to have an argument but because you're on a roller coaster, you're not just going to stop the argument. You know, when you're like over there, you're still going to go, ah, so the idea of the game is that uh, you just have to keep going. The thing is you never know the moment that you're going to be at the top of the hill. So it's not always going to be a convenient part of the argument. So what it will be is two people that are riding the roller coaster together. Stephen will supply the sound that gives us the idea that we're going up the roller coaster. And one of the other hosts w- w- or guests will, um, will say ding or make some <laughs> eh, or some noise that indicates we've hit the top of the roller coaster and then cool. 
everybody has to go ah! and then resume the, the, the conversation. Are we willing to try this? Yeah. All right. So here we go. So why don't we start? You and I are good improv partners. Why don't we just start with the two of us if that's okay, cool. cool. Um, so what I need is a suggestion from the audience um, and for a reason for an argument. Between... Roommate killed the other roommate's fish. Okay. okay then. I killed wow. your fish. Accept the offer. I'm Accept deciding the... that I murdered your Thank fish. You. Great. Um, I'm not mad. For for that absurd suggestion, uh, you have won one of Steven's CDs. So, uh, um, that's my friend. Co- yeah. Come come see me after the show, and I'll I'll give you a CD. Uh, thank you very much. All right. So, um, I love Batman Begins. Isn't that a ride? Is that a it, ride? Yeah, I love I love this ride so yeah, much. It is, it is. It's a good ride, Batman Begins, but you know what's ended? Then know what? The life of my fish. Yeah. The life of what why what what happened to, to, to Guppy Man? I mean Why did you kill did you kill Guppy Man? You know my cat was hungry. It's not a big deal. Okay, come on, we're getting to the top of the world. Well, I don't know. Look, I, I'm sorry I've the fish really doesn't low. make any noise. Oh! Quiet. Listen, I've been trying to work gigs, and I haven't been able to feed my cat. And your little guppy was a good meal. I know, but look, I'm sorry. I maybe I shouldn't have put my my guppy in a fish tank that was actually in the room. I should have locked it up in the bathroom or something, or put in a drawer. No, I actually took your fish out and Mm -hmm. fed it to my cat. I'm like low on rent this month. Wait a minute. You did this on purpose? Come on, Mark. What is the matter with you? What is wrong with you? come on. It's it's just, it doesn't have feel. It's it's gone. You, I'll, you, I'll buy you another one. Okay. Oh, that was a nice, that was a nice resolve. Yeah. I was like, oh, she became That's roller roller coaster argument anyway, so let's try it again. Let's try Um, it. I, I, I am I am so dying to see Elsie and Clarity have an argument. <laughs> so would you Would you be willing to? to oh play? yeah! Come All on. right. So, uh, how about a, a suggestion from from someone else uh, of a reason that Clarity and Elsie could be arguing? Anyone? A breakup. Okay, so Clarity and Elsie <laughs> have surprisingly broken up. So, I don't understand why. <laughs> No, no, you, you do understand. You just don't want to understand. No, I don't. I'm charming. What? what you're what? Charming? Charming. Char- okay. Yeah. You know, the, I, you, you, the thing is, it's just that no. there's, there's, we, don't, no. we don't communicate properly. No. There's no clarity in this relationship. No, there. Ding! <laughs> Here's the thing. I need you to speak up for things. <laughs> Boy, you said there was no clarity in this relationship, which is the problem. Boo. Okay. Well, if you really don't want any clarity in this relationship, clarity will leave this relationship, literally and physically, because you don't appreciate me. No, I, I do appreciate you. No, I, you I, don't. Yeah, no, I, I do, I do. How I come swear. you didn't do the thing for me I asked you to do for me Dang. last night? Oh! <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Very good, very good, very good. All right. 
that may be worth trying again. We'll see. So, yeah. thank, thank you, guys. Thank oh. you. All right. So it is uh, our final segment on the show, and we always close every show with a segment we call End, End of, of Show, show food. food, where our producer, Elsie, always brings an unusual or different food for uh, us to share. And we always decide whether we like it or not after we taste it. And we give it – we've had everything from – Gold-covered, chocolate-covered bacon to strange drinks to whatever over the years. Uh, we rate the food based on a scale of chickens. Uh, it, it doesn't matter how many chickens you want your scale to be. It can be any number of chickens that your rating is out of. Um, part of that is because the first day we started recording this show uh, in the studio to kind of get ready for this this first episode – uh, we walked out of the building, and literally the minute we walked out, there was a rubber chicken sitting out on the sidewalk. No lie. So um, it was a sign. It was a sign, and now it's been worked into the logo for the show. So we rate the end of show food based on the number of chickens. Uh, it's deep, everybody. There's layers. Uh, but but anyway, it's like so, clarity. Uh, it's Elsie, complex. why don't you uh, tell us what you have to share? All right. For end of show food, eventually this. All right. So um, our end of show food this time in place is a smash mellow and it's a cinnamon churro. So they have cinnamon. So what is smash mellow again? Marsh. This one's a marshmallow and rice crispy ish kind of. So smash mellow is a smash. It's like like. Interesting tasting marshmallows, yeah, right? Yeah, they don't have they, different kinds of flavors than the usual plain old plain. So um, I'm going to hand these out to you guys, but because it's um, the holiday season, um, our good friends in the back, Lois and Charles, are going to hand one out to all you guys, and you're going to vote on the chickens with us. So thanks Yay, to our friends cinnamon. at Smash Mallow. They Yay. have sent enough for everybody. You can check out Smash Pass Mallow at smashmallow.com or many of your retail stores. We're going to taste it all together. Uh, and Smash Mallow are guilt-free, everyday, anytime treats for your taste buds. Go to smashmallow.com or in your retail store. So this is Smash Crispy Cinnamon Churro, churro. a marshmallow rice treat. Yeah. And they are nut-free. That's cool. Nut-free. I'm getting a cinnamon and nutmeg vibe. At the same time? Remember we were talking about cereals? These taste like Apple Jacks to me. <laughs> yeah. That's Ooh, Apple Jacks and Rice Krispie Treats together. Mixed cereals. I get cereals. it now. I get it. Mixer. All right. <laughs> Makes a smash mellow. I dig this. Yeah, I dig I it. Di- who's, who's eating this and drinking beer at the same time? <laughs> hey, John. Oh, my so. God. Grape juice is in here. Sorry. They're oh, very well, cinnamony. cinnamony. So you got your fruit. You got your fruit, Claire. I got my fruit. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, okay, we're rating. What do you think, Danielle? How many chickens do you give this? Um, I think I'm going to go 999,999 chickens out of a million. That's chickens. a good rating. I know. What was the deduction for? Um, I think the grape juice kind of weirded me out. <laughs> okay, but it's very tasty. Uh, what about you, Elsie? How many? How many chickens? Seventy-two out of seventy-two. 
Very high rating. 72 out of 72. I like, I like that they're very cinnamony. I like that they're soft yet crunchy. Clarity, what do you give it, man? What's the what's the what's the best highest spot? You gave it a lot Which, of chicken. any chicken you want. Um, one out of one. Yeah, I mean it's one on one. You know that you know that really buff rooster, the cartoon. What's his name? Oh yeah, you know he has a tattoo on his. Yeah, who is that rooster? Yeah, it was such a, a strong rooster. Yeah, it's a rooster guy. Him. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll give like a thousand of hims. Oh, <laughs> oh wow, we got roosters. That's, That's a very strong chicken, bro. I, I like these as well. I feel the consistency is good for a yes. Rice Krispie treat. Uh, not too hard. They've stayed nope. fresh, tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of my childhood with Apple Jacks. Yeah. Uh, I give it a uh, 11 out of 11 chickens. Yeah, 11 out so of 11. So very high rating. See, this is my problem. I can never go perfect score. Well, well no, it's fine. Okay, I'm it's okay. Fine. I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the audience? I mean, you uh, you don't have kind of collectively have a certain number of chickens, but did you enjoy this? Yeah, awesome, uh, great. All right, well, thank you very much, Smash Mallow, Smash Mallow. I feel like Smash I should say uh, for doing this. They Mallow, they Mallow. they just literally so sent us these so we could share them with everybody in the audience. So thank you so much, Smash Mallow, and. Uh, Clarity, how can people connect with you and the things that you're doing? And, and what kind of people would you like to hear from or connect with? You can, I mean, I guess via social media, Instagram, I, you know, anything I'm doing, I just kind of announce there, put there. Yeah. So, you know, even if there's any films or anything, just look for it, the news there. Just keep up with me on Instagram, I would say. Awesome. And then, um, what was the second half of that question? I'm sorry. Uh, what kind of people would you like to connect yeah, with? Yeah, just different, new and different people. The older I get. Um, you mean like clones? Yeah, like like, like <laughs> you you seen the Black Mirror episode SS Callister? Have you seen that one? <laughs> no. Yes. Yo, why, who's yes. seen that? Have you seen that? Yo, it's coming. <sighs> okay. No, I know. Nah, it's coming. I'm freaking out. So yeah, we're gonna be able to scan our our consciousnesses. And I know. Gonna, you're gonna screenshot a, a, a copy of us. Elon Musk believes it too. Yo, so just so you know, let it's me not tell just me. I I believe wholeheartedly. <laughs> That some of the major movie stars before they get to retirement are going to be fully digitized, 100%. their voice highly sampled, and then you'll buy them out for $300 million to make unlimited movies, unlimited Terminator movies. You could just digitize the crap out of, out of Arnold, and then you could have a very realistic animated figure when they improve the life, lifeness likeness of, of animated characters. Like Princess Leia. It's the eyes. The eyes never Yeah, Princess Leia, yeah. Yeah, they're Princess Leia. Trying to do it. Exactly. So I guarantee that's that's a direction. And it'll 100%. be filmed on Mars. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, easily. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I wonder what the homeless will be like on Mars. That for next time. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I have not transported here illegally. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> you must be from Brooklyn. <laughs> All right, that's a perfect point. That's a perfect point. Clarity, thank you so much, Greg, for, for stopping by and making time to be with us today. It was a really great interview. Uh, and thank uh, all of you here for being here. Thank you, Voyager, for allowing us to do this event here. Thank you to Stephen Benson for being an incredible and meaningful part of our show. And, uh, Stephen, why don't you play us out as right. we say farewell. Uh, that's it for this very first episode of Funny People Talking. I've so enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to many more. Uh, thank you to Mouth Media Network for supporting us launching the show. And uh, thank you, Elsie, for everything you do. Yeah. And for your, your bright and cheery attitude. <laughs> no problem. <laughs>
don't diss the monkey. Uh, sorry, don't diss the monkey, I believe it is. And uh, thank you, Danielle, for being such a, thank a, you. an excellent co-host. I, I do enjoy it. Uh, for Danielle and Elsie, I'm Mark Rago, and we'll see you next time on Funny People Talking. This has been Funny People Talking, a production of Mount Media Network, copyright 2018. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with the show at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Live long and prosper. By the way, I'm doing the Vulcan hand thingy, too. You just can't see it because it's a podcast. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. <laughs>